politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. The Washington football team engaged in harassment and abuse openly and without consequence for more than two decades. Under Dan Snyder's leadership, women were used as sex objects and tools to increase sales rather than dignified human beings. Melanie Coburn speaking before a House panel about women like herself who worked for one of the most well-known pro football franchises in the NFL and its owner, Dan Snyder. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and it's not often Congress zeroes in so intensely on a professional football team. But the chair of the House Oversight and Reform Committee, Carolyn Maloney, says it's important to look at the team now known as the Washington Commanders in light of its implications for sexual harassment and misconduct in the workplace. Mr. Snyder sought to rebrand his team as the Commanders. With due respect, it's going to take more than a name change to fix that broken culture. Who was the commander of seeking non-disclosure agreements after women were harassed? Who was the commander of taking secret videos of women? During a congressional roundtable, five women and a man who formerly worked for the Washington pro football team outlined example after example of cases where women were sexually harassed. In addition to detailing incidents that have been made public in the past, they included new allegations linked to team owner Dan Snyder. Tiffany Johnston was a cheerleader and later worked in marketing. As a young woman working for the football team, she says she learned many bad lessons and said she was harassed by Snyder. I learned on one specific occasion that when I was asked by my boss to attend a networking event, and oh, to dress cute, it was actually an orchestration by him and Dan Snyder to put me in a compromising sexual situation. I learned how to discreetly remove a man's unwanted hand from my thigh at a crowded dinner table at a busy restaurant to avoid a scene. I learned that job survival meant I should continue my conversation with another coworker rather than to call out Dan Snyder right then in the moment. I also learned later that evening how to awkwardly laugh when Dan Snyder aggressively pushed me towards his limo with his hand on my lower back, encouraging me to ride with him to my car. I learned how to continue to say no, even though a situation was getting more awkward, uncomfortable, and physical. I learned that the only reason Dan Snyder removed his hand from my back and stopped pushing me towards his limo was because his attorney intervened and said, Dan, Dan, this is a bad idea. Melanie Coburn, who was also a cheerleader who became a marketing manager, recounted a trip to Colorado where Snyder has a second home. Early in my marketing role, I was invited to an awards trip in Aspen. I was one of two women that stayed in Dan Snyder's home. After a drunken dinner at a restaurant that included watching my boss go shot for shot with a female employee and seeing another colleague haze to drink despite being a recovering addict, I returned to Dan Snyder's house only to be sent to my room in the basement and told to stay there. I later learned from a colleague who was there that it was because the men had invited prostitutes back. After the women recounted these allegations, Snyder released a statement calling those specifically about him outright lies. But his statement also included an apology for misconduct that took place within the team's organization and that he supports those who have come forward to tell their stories. He also says reforms have made a vast improvement in the team's culture. Snyder's team was fined $10 million in 2020, and the owner temporarily turned over day-to-day operations to his wife, Tanya. So why is Congress looking into this now? Congresswoman Maloney and other lawmakers are upset with the NFL for never releasing the report on the problems found during an investigation. Instead, it was given verbally to Commissioner Roger Goodell. And in another development, the committee released documents on Friday suggesting that the investigation was not as independent as it was presented to be. 
The committee says the team and the league had agreed to pursue a joint legal strategy related to the investigation. But an NFL spokesman later said in response, the league ultimately determines what information can be released. One of those who spoke to the committee, a former video producer for the team, Brad Baker, says he can't understand why the investigative report by lawyer Beth Wilkinson hasn't been made public. The NFL has refused to release the report of the Wilkinson investigation, even though myself and over a hundred other employees were asked by the league to speak to the Wilkinson firm. We all participated because we thought the NFL wanted to know the truth. We believe that the toxic workplace culture and the serious harm it caused would finally become public and that the investigation would end with some kind of report. I mean, they were able to release a report that was 243 pages long, 243 pages long on the PSIs of footballs, the pounds per square inch of footballs. Surely, surely, women being sexually harassed and lewd outtakes videos of females employees created without their consent could muster up some kind of written report, right? Baker's reference to the footballs was related to the so-called Deflategate scandal when former Patriots quarterback Tom Brady was accused of ordering that footballs be deflated during an AFC championship game. Brady later received a four-game suspension. For its part, the NFL in its statement says it has cooperated with Congress and will continue to work with lawmakers. Maloney and the committee, meanwhile, are calling on NFL Commissioner Goodell to release the full findings of the investigation by February 14th. That deadline is a day after the Super Bowl. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.